It's the classic setting for a pleasant ramble or country drive from village to village through the rolling English countryside. And it's all just a couple hours west of London. For an insider look at enjoying the Cotswolds, we're joined by tour guides Roy Nichols and Tom Hooper. Roy and Tom, thanks for being here. Thank it's you. a pleasure to be here. So, Roy, just describe what are the Cotswolds? The Cotswolds are an area that runs, it's not very large, like so many areas in, in Britain, 60 miles north-south, 30, 40 miles northwest. It's a, an escarpment that rises steeply in the west, flows gently eastwards towards Oxford and the Oxfordshire border. And it's that quintessentially English countryside, rolling hills, woods, villages, fields, that typical English countryside that you'll have seen on every chocolate box and calendar of England across the world. It really is. When you think of the word quaint, you just kind of go, oh, yeah, Cotswolds. That's it, exactly. So, Tom Hooper, what, what what's the economic basis of all that cuteness? Is it just kind of happened to be cute, or, or what's the backstory? The backstory is one word, sheep. Sheep. Sheep, sheep, sheep. In the medieval world, it produced the wool from sheep, which was the best in Europe. The breed of sheep was called even a Cotswold lion. Even the word Cotswolds, the word Cots refers to sheep pens. Sheep were called the Cotswold lions. Yes, they were called Cotswold lions. And throughout Europe, it was known as the best wool. Yep, there were sayings about it which accepted the English wool as being best, and the best of the English wool is the Cotswolds. So when you see a fancy building in the Cotswolds... It's built from the money from the wool trade. And you've got some churches in these little towns that just seem inordinately wealthy. They look as if they're cathedrals in a small village, and they're just built from the wealth of the wool trade, which starts to decline, of course. So what happened? Because now when you go there, you feel like it just, like, missed the boat. It had, in some ways, missed the boat because medieval richness turns into Tudor poverty, and later the area becomes pretty well left to its own devices. Did it miss the Industrial Revolution or did something sort of throw off the wool industry or what actually happened? It's other developments and mass production, cheaper wool elsewhere and a much wider economy in the world. Okay, now the the history of the Cotswolds, it goes way back. It goes way back into Roman and pre-Roman, but there's a major Roman influence of the Cotswolds. There are ways across the Cotswolds which are Roman, including a salt way, they took the salt across the Cotswolds. So, Roy, when they, they say when you, I love this phrase, that when you scratch Gloucestershire, you find Rome. And that's true, because as it was hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, it was a very rich Roman province, probably the most, the richest of the Roman provinces, doing the very thing that it did hundreds of years later, producing fine wool. Tom, if you're thinking about visiting the Cotswolds from London, what are some practicalities? How would you get out there? Where would you stay? What's a good home base? Well, if you're going by rail, the little town is called Morden Marsh, and that's the pretty well the only railway station that serves Cotswold. That's the only railway yeah. station. So, I mean, they're out of the way just from an infrastructure Absolutely. point of view. Absolutely. Because it's from London, Morden Marsh, of course, it gives rise to second homes for Londoners there. Okay. And, of course, so with the average. advent of the car, the public transport system that used to prevail all the way through rural Gloucestershire and all the other counties largely has gone over the last couple of decades. And most people use cars. I've noticed that. In most of Britain, I can get where I want to go efficiently with public transportation. But in the Cotswolds, you you might actually be frustrated by the public Mm. transportation. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Tom Hooper and Roy Nichols about the Cotswolds, the charming zone two hours west of London. If you really want to get that storybook, thatched roof, delightful, cute, quaint England, just think Cotswolds. 
Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Paulette's calling from Seattle. Paulette, thanks for your call. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. My sister and I are planning a trip to the Cotswolds, and uh, we, we're in the situation you were just describing where we, we won't have a car. So I was wondering if you had any any advice for somebody in our situation. So are you preferring not to rent a car? We'd rather not rent a car if we can help it. Roy, what's some advice if somebody's going to be exploring the Cotswolds? Well, if you're going to base yourself in... uh, Hello, by the way, Paulette. Hi. If if you're going to base yourself in the Cotswolds for a few days, it's really best to go to one of the larger market towns, places like Chipping Camden Mm. or Stow-on-the-Wold. You'll have the basic transport system to get there, albeit that they might be slightly infrequent. And then at least you can use those as a basis to go out and see some of the villages. You can walk. There's lots of lovely footpaths and things. And there is some transport... So at least you have a home base where it's easy to get to and from. Is there any basis to my feeling that these towns are about one day's march by all of your cattle apart? That's a very broad rule of thumb, but that's essentially what it is. Because remember, up until, proverbially, they used to say that up until the introduction of the railway system, most people could only go the distance they could walk in one day. And eight or ten miles is a good walk for most people. And these towns you mentioned, they have an infrastructure that seems to be reminding us that it was a, a sheep town. Absolutely. I mean, this is where they brought the yeah. cattle and they'd count oh, yes. the sheep. Oh, yes, is why the squares are so big, because yeah. they push all the sheep into the square. And all, all of these towns will have a road or a street called mm. Sheep Street. Yes. Sheep Street. Big, broad streets where they could bring the cattle or the sheep in a couple of times a week, and that's where they'd be penned and then sold from there. And you're talking of thousands. Thousands of sheep, oh, yeah, like thousands of tourists today. Like thousands of tourists, yes. So I remember <laughs> in Stow on the Wold, that's one of my favorite towns in the Cotswolds, there's a very narrow little lane, and the story is it was designed so the sheep could go by single file, yes, and they'd, and they'd count them as they go through. That's right, the story. Yes. Yeah. And today, yeah. hundreds of years later, yeah. the tour guides count, you, their, count their sheep as they go through. And you count them through. And in fact, <laughs> if you look at all of those, Chipping Norton, Chipping Camden, Stow on the Wold, they all have that same essential structure, the little side streets that lead off the main market square and the yeah. main streets where they can do that very thing. And they've got chipping in their name, chipping. Uh, chipping yeah, chipping trading. is an old English word that really is market or so shop. So the market. The word cheap comes from the same. Yeah. Paulette, does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Paulette, I would remind you, Roy just mentioned, these towns are about one day's trek by sheep apart. Uh, that's like 8 or 10 miles. And you could take the train very conveniently to Morton in Marsh and then hop in a taxi. And it seems yes. a little extravagant, but if you've got a couple of people sharing a taxi ride from Morton to Chipping Captain. And it's the one journey, and then you have your base. And then you set up in Stow in the Wold or Chipping mm-hmm. Captain, the best two towns, and you've got a charming little B&B. You've got wonderful pubs that yeah. you can go to eat, and you can hike from town to town from there, and you can use the local public transit, and, you know, the, the buses may only come by once every two hours, but you can coordinate your hike with well, it's that. also, if you want to, it's also a good place to hire bicycles and cycle oh. between the villages oh. and the towns. That's a, a really good way of seeing yeah. the countryside. Those are wonderful ideas. Thank you. Good luck on your trip, Paul. And I think it's so f- exciting that you're going to be going to the Cotswolds. And if you are going to rent a car, it sounds like you might be a little bit reluctant to rent a car and drive on the British side of the road. But That's right. <laughs> you can pick it up in Bath instead of in London, and then you're going to be learning to drive on the smaller roads, and it's still going to be really nerve-wracking. 
<laughs> but you can, you're more likely to survive if you pick your car up in the countryside. The, the reward would be you can get to some of the most picturesque villages by car. Yeah, and if you can do it. And, else. you know, for 20 or 30 years, I've been yeah. recommending people just go over there and, and take it slow and easy and yeah. figure it out. And after a few days, you'll actually have to readjust to get back on our side of the road, believe it or not. <laughs> All right, very good. Okay, good luck, Paulette. Thank you so much. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about the Cotswolds. A couple of hours west of London, we're joined by Tom Hooper and Roy Nichols. You know, Roy and Tom, I was, uh, I've been going to the Cotswolds forever, and I never really took time to walk. And taking a walk, you see such a different dimension. Tom, can you tell me uh, some memories you have of hiking in the Cotswolds? Well, I think the thing is, the Cotswolds, <laughs> you know, walk is essential. And I think one of the extraordinary things that rests in my mind is how you can literally walk from one tiny little hamlet village and you can take two or three different footpaths, all of which are clearly marked, and you can ramble to the next village through the fields. So you're not on a road. So you're not on a road. And then you get the pristine nature. And every time you do it, you know that you're exercising this age-old tradition of the right to walk on these public footpaths. And you see the backside of the farms and you, you come across gorgeous you, you, you vistas. You get these ridiculously unexpected views across to some very large house or you walk through the sheep. But, you know. Roy, what happens if it starts to rain? You get wet. And, you, <laughs> and bizarrely, you don't melt. You don't melt, no. <laughs> and usually there's a pub within uh, a few yeah, uh, exactly. minutes' walk. Exactly. Yes. This is very civilized walking. Yeah. It is. And, you know, these pubs, specializing not just the drink, but also the food these days. Yeah. So. so let's say you're hiking along and you come into Stow on the Wold. And Stow on the Wold has this one main market square with an ancient cross in the middle that was sort of like, okay, God's looking over this. Don't yes. rip off anybody yeah. when you're selling your stuff. And you're hungry. What are your options, Roy? Well, there's lots of local pubs. The King's Arms, the Queen's yeah, Head, Queen's Head. Yeah, the White Tol- Heart. The Tolbert. All within 50 yards, 50 meters of And these pubs are known for their food as well as their beer and their conviviality. And in lots of cases of all of those pubs, the beer is produced locally. So that would be a fun little tip is as you're hiking, drink the local beers. And they all often sell locally produced food. You get the asparagus in the early summer. For me, the big challenge, I mean, Stow in the Wold and Chipping Campton are most people's nomination for the best home base. But these are like the metropolises of the Cotswold, and there are little tiny villages nearby. What's the debate on which are the most beautiful or charming little villages? Can you guys... Uh, well, t- I, I have my favourites. What is your favourite? Uh, Stanton is one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. It's a little... It's one of the least visited villages. It's in the sort of northwestern corner of the Cotswolds, sort of uh, south and west of uh, Chipping Camden. Very few people go there, but for me it is, again, that quintessentially... Cotswold villages with all the elements that make up a typical village and a typical Cotswold village. It's pub, it's church, and the beautiful thatched and stone-roofed buildings. Everything in that little town is is just like they were preparing for like a, a movie to come in and shoot yeah. it or something. You could like look remove just the, like a set. It does look remove like the cars and yeah. you could be 200 years ago and you wouldn't notice the great difference. Roy Nichols and Tom Hooper, thank you so much for introducing us to a beautiful part of England, Gloucestershire specifically the Cotswolds. It's been a pleasure, Rick. You're very welcome. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take free-spirited travellers on escorted tours through England, Scotland, Ireland and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of the best of Ireland, the best of Scotland, the best of England and London. For a free catalogue and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com. <laughs>